The first place Minnesota Twins are losing their pitching coach to a college. We're going to break it down on today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Sunday, June 26th. It's Sunday night, and today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Who better in times of Twins anarchy to bring <laughs> into the show than Matt Braun? Matt, how are you, my friend? Oh, you're always you're always just so flattering. I love being on here. I'm doing I'm doing great. It is actually, you know, every time you uh, I, I talk because I live in Washington, it's just terrible weather. It's actually very nice out right now. So oh. a nice change of pace. Yes, it's very hot here, as you might expect in the desert, but we're pushing through. I'm in the AC, so I'm I'm doing okay. But I'm a little shaken up, Matt. Wes Ooh. Johnson, the breaking news on our we're having a great Sunday. The twins win the series. You and I are setting up to chat at some point, you know, soon to talk about the twins. And I read on Twitter that LSU is hiring away Wes Johnson. What was your reaction to this news with the first place twins? It's not like the twins are in last place with like a team ERA of 10. They're in first place in the central. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it was very funny how I found out to this. It was similar to when we, uh, we were talking and, and the Donaldson trade dropped and uh, Good Lord, nothing can ever top that. Uh, but I just got, because uh, I'm not on Twitter as much these days, I saw on Slack, uh, someone asked, are, are we doing a thing about the Wes Johnson news? I'm like, Wes Johnson news? What the hell just happened? Yeah, the dude's going to LSU. Holy crap. Uh, I'm stunned. I really, I, I racking my brain, I can't think of another time uh, in baseball. Uh, the only other time I could think of it in football, I know it happened with, uh, I believe it was Coach Bobby Petrino who Mike Zimmer infamously called a gutless bastard. Uh, but in baseball, <laughs> I've never heard of this happening in the middle of the season. Crazy. Wes Johnson is leaving. Reports are from our friends Aaron and Dan at The Athletic that he will stay through the Cleveland series, which is so weird to me now. Like, <laughs> right? He's going to stay there for the five-game series with the second-place Guardians. They're two games behind, and then he's going to leave. That, to me, is just super weird. I, I mean, the whole this whole thing right now, it's it's weird. It's going to get weirder, I'm going to pr predict, at, in the next few days as uh, we hear more about uh, this process, which we're going to talk about. Uh, I know we're going to get into more of just uh, what's leading up to this because we have some breadcrumbs and we can put together uh, some sort of outline. But there's still so many details of just why this would happen. And, and like you said, so he's going to be there. He's a dead man walking and. <laughs> We're going to expect everyone to just be respectful about it. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, let me ask you about that. So Wes Johnson, the Twins, of course, hired Johnson from Arkansas in 2019, was brought in as like this new school track man, loving, you know, new school pitching coach who really focused on, I don't want to use the word analytics, but focused on pitch shape, you know, increasing slider usage, increasing my best pitch usage for a lot of these Twins pitchers. And he comes in in 2019 instant success it's hard to link up that success sometimes 2020 was was great the shortened season they pitched the lights out last year sucked and so far this year middling results they pitched very well out of the gate they've had their moments but overall I would say it's been a strong tenure for Wes Johnson so what's your reaction to this Matt 
knowing that it's been pretty good for the twin, this relationship feels like it's been pretty good. How do you feel about him leaving mid season? Right, right. Well, I mean, um, we've never heard anything about any sort of conflict, any sort of uh, discrepancy. Uh, you know, he always seemed like the, the, the feisty, uh, useful, uh, wise, uh, sage pitching coach. And like you said, I mean, the results more speak for themselves. Uh, how much we can attribute uh, Jay Happ and Matt Schumacher uh, just thinking to him and to, to them, you know, that's a whole deal in itself. But overall, generally, you'd say, yeah, this was a successful hiring to, to see him suddenly leave. It, it, it's very bizarre. But I will say this. Uh, and I, I think Tom uh, said the same thing, our good friend Tom Froming. Uh, he didn't say this, but I'm going to expand the discussion into that. Uh, the way pitching works these days and the way pitching coaches and the way players are coached these days, it's so much of a group effort that to just have one guy out and leave, I don't think it's going to be as big of an impact as perhaps some people may think it is. Is there an emotional impact? Probably. We'll have to see. It depends on the guys. It depends on how they take it. But uh, the rumors are that it's going to be Pete Mackey uh, and some other people stepping up. And those are very capable people. There's a people who have been around baseball forever uh, and they know what they're doing. So I don't envision this being like the world altering move that it may feel like it is right now. Yeah. Pete Mackey, the twins bullpen coach reports that he's going to step into Johnson's role. Luis Ramirez is also an assistant pitching coach for the twins. Assume you know, he'll take some more responsibility, but uh, it's crazy. I mean, I think the timing of it, if this would have happened after the season, again, if the twins were like in last place and pitching like they did last year, then it would be like, okay, maybe this is, this is a good separation. It's good for both sides for, for maybe West to move on and for Pete to get a chance. But in the middle of a season when they're in first place and he's leaving to go to LSU is just, it's shocking. I mean, it's just shocking. And we've heard that the money at LSU certainly is better. Kyle Body was tweeting, old driveline guy. I think he's still at driveline and uh, was the pitching coordinator, I believe, for the Reds. Was tweeting that he's going to make double at LSU. Apparently, he was making three hundred fifty thousand for the Twins and is going to make double at LSU. But to me, Matt, like, why wouldn't the Twins be able to match that if they wanted to keep Wes Johnson? And the report is that there wasn't even a conversation about the money. Well, I, I, I don't know. And the tough thing is because uh, we are never in those conversations that I don't yeah. think we're ever really going to know exactly the nuances and the details. Uh, generally speaking, though, and what I've picked up from, uh, again, I, I follow uh, Kyle as well. I was reading what he was saying as long as I think um, uh, Eno Saris also put in a, a nugget or two uh, a, that there is this big discrepancy between how uh, the professionals treat their pitching coaches and, and how they uh, pay them and, and how the college teams do it. And it's surprisingly switched, uh, which I think uh, would surprise a lot of people. Uh, so why couldn't the Twins do it? I don't know. I think that speaks more towards the overall culture than any deficiency on the Twins. Uh, you know, it'd be like, I mean, I mean, you're asking them to double uh, the pay to, to really stand out in front. And I don't think any team is ever going to do that particularly well. It's a very, I know that's a very like negative thing to say, uh, but that's just the way I see it. LSU with the number two recruiting class in the country is what I read. And uh, they might lose some of those guys to the draft, certainly out of high school. But I'm sure he's stepping into a great situation there. He was in the S in the SEC with Arkansas then came to the Twins and goes right back to the college ranks. Um, it's just shocking. I mean, it's shocking. And I know we both kind of felt that way when we saw it. But we've been here together, Matt. We've done this before. Donaldson was traded while we were recording 
and it was just so <laughs> shocking. And now Wes Johnson is going back to the college ranks. Let's talk more about his his tenure with the Twins, some of the good things, maybe some of the things that stuck out to us that could improve perhaps in the future. There's always places they can improve, and certainly on the pitching staff. Let's do that after a couple words from our friends. Blue Nile. We're going to start with Athletic Greens. What is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash MLB Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. If you're looking for fine jewelry and you want to make your moment sparkle, go to BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. Looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing? Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Sports, Locked On Twins. Listeners, get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement. Use code LOCKDOWN. That's code LOCKDOWN+. Plus. Every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging. That won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. So, Matt, let's look back on Wes Johnson's tenure here with the twins how would you describe it if you had one word to describe and this is his fourth season so three and a half years with the twins and i know it's hard to link that success but if you had one word to describe this tenure how would you do it i'd say consistent uh mostly mostly consistent (laughs) uh i mean there is always the exception of 2021 yes uh but even uh Looking back and look through 2019 now uh, of the three and some uh, some years change that uh, we have of a sample of his work, uh, it's been mostly good. And you like to keep around coaches who have a mostly good track record. Yeah. And, and the slider usage, I think, is something that I always thought with him. Matt Whistler, mm-hmm. Chris Archer's resurgence now this year. Um, if I described it in a word, I would say positive. I mean, I think it was a positive 10-year Like you said, though, it's a group effort, and it's not just Wes Johnson, and we know that, and that's true of a manager, that's true of a pitching coach or a hitting coach. Sometimes it's not just one guy. Matt, do you think there's anything that we'll find out beyond this? Like, is it as simple as cut and dry? Could it be as cut and dry as just, like, he's getting more money? Like, I didn't sense or feel anything. We're not there. We don't know. But like it felt, it felt as though Wes Johnson was a great fit for the Twins through these three and a half years. Yeah, well, I 
again, I'm not sure exactly how much we're ever going to learn. I know we'll learn more. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever know the specific uh, details of these conversations. Uh, but I think the timing of it, uh, though, as you point out, uh, as people have also pointed out that it's about the money, uh, the timing of it seems to be more like, uh, because this is just the end of college baseball season, uh, that he's doing it more in favor of LSU than he is in dissing the Twins, if that makes any sense. And uh, that uh, if he was really wanting to diss the Twins, you think he wouldn't be leaving them right after a very convenient time to go leave to go to another college organization, uh, if you know what I'm saying. Right. Uh, so that's why I don't think it's going to be as hard felt. I think it was just a case of, hey, this other team's offering me something that's just really good, too good, uh, and I just know I'm never going to get it here. I know if I wait, who knows what happens, and I want to head out. Yeah, that's it for Wes Johnson and the Twins. Well, not really. He's going to stay for five games in Cleveland. <laughs> Allegedly. In Cleveland. This is going to be very awkward to watch. Watching on TV, I'm I'm almost looking forward to like Dick Bramer and whoever he's with <laughs> in Cleveland, if it's Latroy or whoever, talking about this, showing Wes on TV in the Twins dugout. So weird to me. I, this is so weird. He's on the plane right now. And I don't think this is the way the Twins wanted this to drop either. I'm sure... It, you know, it leaked out. They probably wanted to control this press release and it clearly, I think, got away from them and it's out there as they're on the plane to Cleveland. It's a it's a wild situation, but only the twins, Matt, right? <laughs> right. That's, that seems how it is. Even after they, you know, win a series, uh, win a game in deciding fashion, we're all feeling good. We just saw Yuander on melt some brains and uh oh, oh, wait. Yeah. And let's talk about these twins a little bit. Today, oh, please, please. Yes, today, Joe Ryan, not so hot, right? The command was not really there. And he's part of a rotation that's been up and down, I think, in June. Uh, w- without a doubt. I was quite surprised. I was listening to the call, uh, and I think uh, they mentioned that this is only the second time they've won back-to-back games in the entire month. Wow. Uh, which, I mean, I, I knew they weren't doing the best, but I mean, you put it that way, it's just it's just a really paints why uh, it's now a two game lead and not the, the whatever it was before the very healthy lead they had. Uh, but yeah, I think we're starting to see uh, the depth uh, as it's falling off. Uh, it's really now being exposed as a problem. Uh, you know, Devin Smeltzer somehow kind of getting away with it, uh, but we you know they're really missing Bailey Ober uh, him not being around hurts. Uh, e- even Sonny Gray was a little inconsistent in his last start. Chris Archer is a, a God knows with him. Uh, and, and Dylan Bundy is Dylan Bundy. So you really have just, it, it kind of feels like a, a wild card each day. And now even Joe Ryan, uh, how, how much can we trust him? His, his command just has not looked great ever since coming off the COVID IL. Yeah, he's not the same Joe Ryan we've come to know. And you almost expect something from him when you see his name and, and he hasn't delivered on those expectations. But he gutted through five innings today, I guess. Gave up three runs against a Rockies lineup that away from Coors Field is just terrible. I mean, this is a very bad Rockies team. They have some good players. Every bad team has good players. To me, even when I look at the Orioles or I look at the Pirates or the Reds, when I see the Rockies lineup, I think this lineup is is really, really bad. So it's a good thing that the Twins took two out of three here, Matt. Uh, right. You kind of have to. Uh, although that, and they really should have won that first game. It was a really weird game. I've never at five walks to two strikeouts. Good Lord. That's, mm. and you lose, that's just strange. Uh, but yeah, I, it's good to see them get back. Uh, you beat bad teams. It's what you're expected to do, but you still got to do it. Uh, uh, 
maybe it gives them a bit more confidence going into uh, this Cleveland series. I think the big story is that Byron, uh, I don't know if he feels healthy, but he sure as hell looks healthy with the way he's hitting. Uh, so to have him on it, to have him crushing it uh, against Cleveland, I like their chances better now to actually take that series. There have been some – it's every year there's some really fun developments, even when the Twins are bad. Like last year, Jorge Polanco bouncing back from 2020 and having you know the Twins MVP-level season where he was five wins above replacement level. That's a great development. Joe Ryan last year, Bailey Ober. There's always good developments even on a terrible team, and this team's in first place. The biggest development to me, Luis, I didn't think Luis Arise had another level, you know, and we've talked about him before and we've talked about him since 2019. I didn't think this was possible for him. What have been your, uh, your feelings on watching Luis Arise this year as compared to other years? Right, right. Well, it's, it's weird because, uh, I don't recognize the process as being significantly different. Uh, but the results, I mean, they, they speak for themselves, uh, it's incredible to watch. Is he still leading in batting average in OBP? I, mm-hmm. I still think he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know he's never going to slug, but now he's added at least a little bit uh, of that to his uh, to his game. Uh, and it sounds like that's through his uh, work with Nelson Cruz, working on his of lower course. half. Of course. Uh, of course, Nelson, the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> you love of that course. guy. Uh, and that was really it. That was what was missing from him. And I think adding that small dimension of power, that occasional ability to pull a ball off a guy like Garrett Cole, holy crap, did we ever expect that to happen, has now just made him so much more intimidating that you see it all the time. Pitchers like, I don't even want to get out of here, man. You're just going to walk anyways. Why waste the effort? Uh, and and it's it, it, incredible. It just his bat-to-ball skills and now that little bit of extra power. I mean, uh, it just insert as many superlatives as you can think of. It's just incredible. Twins are 41-33 and 33 in first place. But do Matt and I think that this team is legit for the rest of the year? Let's talk about it after this word from BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs and Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. If you want to bet on the Twins in this Cleveland series, go to BetOnline.net. It's your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. BetOnline is where the game starts. So the Twins, if you if I were to show you this before the season, I think you would have been happy. And I think I would have been happy too. Show me the standings right now. The White Sox are three games below 500. Cleveland's in there. They're two games behind the Twins. Twins are 41 and 33. So we'll take that and, and acknowledge that. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, Matt, but I think we would have been happy with this outcome we've seen so far. But what does it mean for you when you look at this team and you think about the next three months as we lead into October? Right, right. So, uh, I the way I see it, uh, this is uh, and I think I was a bit more optimistic. I, this is about what I actually expected. Uh, wow. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm this perennial White Sox hater. I don't think they're very good at all. And yeah, they're 
they're they're doing poor again. I mean, Eloy Jimenez can't play defense without injuring himself. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Although Dylan Cease is now good. Oh, I know. That's annoying me. So God, bad. I'm so annoyed. He's making us look terrible. He found command, <laughs> and I'm like, damn it. Hey, when you know, you know who took his spot? Giolito took his spot. Giolito's That's true. A, That's true. Giolito took now, Also, so. can we talk about Lance Lynn was a pissy little shit when he played yep. for the Twins, and now yep. everyone loves him because he's a big fat dude. Okay, yep. I have I have strong You're not opinions. Doing it either. You're not doing it either. So right, right. Okay. Anyway, I need to calm back down. Uh, anyways, uh, the the White Sox. Uh, I never thought they were great, but I still thought they at least had the talent there. I just knew they were always going to be held back by Tony Larusa, and he's still there, so I'm still not worried about them. The second they fire him and put someone competent there, then I start to get a little worried. Uh, Cleveland, they surprised me a little bit. Uh, I didn't think they were for real at all. I think I was texting my, my uh, good friend Andrew about it. Uh, I was just like, I don't believe in them at all. Uh, but after actually watching them, I think their offense is better uh, than I anticipated. And we all know their pitching is always going to be great. Uh, I don't know how Brian Shaw is still around. Good Lord. I think he's <laughs> I think he's like 100. The cutter. <laughs> I, I, he was... <laughs> He was toast in like 2019. He was on the Mariners of you all know, teams. No, he pitched for the Palm Springs Power. Put a little respect. Oh, him. oh, my bad, my bad. Shaw is a Power alumni. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'll show some respect to the. Well, he's still hitting like 96 or something. Like God, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, I think their offense is a little bit better than I anticipated. You've seen Andres Jimenez break out. Uh, even as Fran Mil Reyes has fallen off, and Jose Ramirez is just unbelievable as always. He's he's going to be my entire adult life. I've accepted this. Uh, but the Twins, what I've seen, has been uh, an offense that I think hasn't quite found uh, like the 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 position it needs to be to be consistent. Uh, because we've seen, and there have been a lot of stats about the, their splits between scoring like eight runs or something and then also getting shut out. It's a very feast or famine type of deal. Uh, but I think we're going to see it consolidate. And uh, as Alex Kirloff continues to be the first base outfield kind of guy, because there's been a lot of moving parts, you know, Trevor Larnick in and out sort of uh, Nick Gordon. I don't really think he has a position, but he's, he's bouncing around somewhere. I forgot Miguel Sano existed till someone yes, mentioned a few days I. ago. He'll be back soon eventually, whether we like it or not. Uh, oh, but, but my point being that I think um, fundamentally it's the very good offense. And I think from there, that's all you need to build off of. Obviously, they need arms. Oh, every team needs arms. That's the whole point of the trade deadline. And I, I think they're going to get them. So that's why I don't really feel too worried about them. Oh, you think the Twins are going to go get arms? Oh, really? I don't think that. I don't. Uh, do I have a piece of paper? I'll write it down. I know they will. I know they <laughs> you will now. know they will go out and make some moves at the deadline. So, Matt, you're feeling like this is a team It's a couple pieces away from, uh, you know, in October. Because this is the this is important. I know we're trying to win the Central. The Twins are trying to win mm-hmm. the Central. They're trying to get to the playoffs. That That's a success after last year. But, but I know that I'm sitting here. I'm sick of hearing about the losing streak. I'm sick of getting to October, and I'm sick of watching the Twins crumble. I think all Twins fans are. So the point is, okay, this team might be good enough to win a bad American League Central. This team will likely make the playoffs. Like, I'm confident saying they will likely make the playoffs this year. But what does that mean? Like, they get to October. Do they have a legitimate chance to be a team that that uh, someone else looks at, whether it's, you know, the Astros or the Yankees or the Red Sox, and says, okay, you know, the Twins look like they're finally putting it together this year in October. Right. Well, I'm I'm glad you you framed it that way because uh, I mean, I I hate this because it's not as statistically inclined as I like to be, but I do think there's an emotional aspect to this game and to any sport really, where if if you're the Twins and if you're any AL team, 
that's not Houston and New York, and you see you have to face Houston or New York, you're scared shitless. Yes. that's a, Those are good teams. Those are fundamentally solid teams. Especially on that, the road. Especially on the road. I mean, yeah. they just spent the entire series kicking the crap out of each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the best baseball uh, being played uh, in this generation or, is being played when these two teams face each other. And the Twins just uh, don't have the reputation. They don't have the record. And, and, and as of now, they don't have the players to be able to stand up and pound their chest and say that we're in this level as well. But I will say this, and this is why I'm so optimistic. So let's look back in 2019, which is the only other year, the only other full year, excuse me, uh, under this uh, regime that they're in contention like they were now. Yeah. What did they do? They did go out at the deadline. They got two arms. One of them worked out. One of them didn't in horrifying fashion. Mm. Uh, but they did show that they they know they can get relievers. And they need to. They need. Uh, they know that they need to get relievers and when they need to get relievers. It's very obvious they need relievers right now. So I believe they will get that because they've done that in the past. Now as well, and why I'm more confident in this is because of this last off season where I came on this program and I know a lot of people thought about it and said, <laughs> well, I think we're, I think they're going to play it a little safe, you know, where it's such a weird year, you know, who knows where it's going to go. They're kind of unperforming. You got Byron, you got all this. What did they do? They signed Carlos Correa. They trade for Sonny Gray. They do all this whack nonsense that I didn't know they had in them. I don't think anyone knew they had in them. And now it's just like, well, okay, you can say they've never gotten an ace. I think Sonny Gray's an ace. I think they have mm-hmm. done that. Oh, they've never ponied up for the big player. Oh, what the hell do you call Carlos Correa then? <laughs> so I, that wall is torn down completely. And I think yeah. they, they're going to get that guy. Is it Frankie Montas? Is it Tyler Molly? Is it a, a wild card uh, from a team we're not expecting? I don't know. But I do think they're going to do it now because they recognize what they have to do and the, the kind of moves they have to make to take that next step. I think, I mean, it's crazy to say because like, this should be the case for every team, but I don't think it is. They want to win. I feel that they are competitive and they want to end this streak. I think they want it on their ledger that they ended this losing streak in October. Mm-hmm. And part of me, I'm enjoying the day-to-day, but there is definitely a part of me that I watch and I just say, okay, when I watch every day, I need to just see something that shows me that they can compete when it really matters in October, like in the playoffs. And I think the the goal for this team, of course, should be win the Central because then you get that – home series you get three games at home a three-game series all those games are at home i think you you should end the streak right there if you don't that's that's awful like you should end the streak there you win a playoff series and if you're the three seed then you go to houston that's the best case scenario here for me and i i mean that's not ideal because you got to go to houston in the alds but then you would have won a playoff series to get there and you feel like you got that monkey off your back i'm getting ahead of myself it's june but i think ahead man i'm just thinking about what this looks like down the stretch. And I'm glad you think that you, that they're going to add arms. That's, that's exciting. Um, and I hope they do. I, I definitely hope they do. Do you have any sense? Like, do you feel that they could use another bat? Because to me, the bottom of this lineup at times, it's not very complete. And we know the injury histories of Correa, of Buxton, of Luis Arise in his knees. Jorge Polanco now is on the injured list for the first time in his career. Alex Kirilov's wrist. There's a lot of injury questions in this lineup when they're fully healthy. I agree. I think it's an elite lineup, but if it's not Matt, couldn't they go out and get another bat as well? Maybe uh, I'll be honest. This hasn't something, this hasn't been something I've thought about a whole lot. So I'm not prepared to really give you a fully detailed answer. So unfortunately I'm just going to hide behind maybe, Uh, but yeah, you, you do point out there are 
occasionally hold the the infuriating thing is it seems like the holes it's like as they plug one another one pops up yeah right as they're like okay Luis arrives we can move him to first oh wait Jorge Polanco just got injured right and it's this entire game. okay this guy got injured let's call Jose Miranda oh wait he's not hitting mm-hmm. uh Trevor Larnick was hitting now he's not now he's injured and it's just like the consistently it, it's kind of uh well it's very frustrating not kind of frustrating so I think that is what makes it tough you say out of bat you ask what position because it feels like uh, they're going to plug that one and then someone else is going to go down uh, somewhere else. So I, I, I'm not sure unless you have like super mega Ben Zobrist available uh, and I don't see that in the horizon, uh, then I, I, I'm not so sure. We'll see. It was a crazy off season. It was a crazy winter. And, and Matt and I were here in March as it was breaking down literally right before our eyes, <laughs> literally yeah. uh, leading up to the trade deadline. We'll see what happens. And I'm sure Matt and I will talk. Before then, we got the all-star break in like three weeks, dude. It's just crazy. The season, it flies along, but we're not even halfway. It feels like we played 10 seasons because of all the ups and downs. Twins will go to Cleveland. And Matt, we're going to get a prediction on record. You think the Twins will take three out of five in Cleveland? Ooh, ooh, let's do this. Um, is Josh Winder starting one of the Winder Smeltzer Tuesday is my – Monday is going to be sunny. Tuesday is Winder Smeltzer uh thursday is bundy friday no i'm sorry wednesday is bundy thursday is archer that's that's i believe the rotation there oh baby that's that's sunny gray and a whole lot of uh question marks uh may maybe okay you know what i was optimistic (laughs) the entire way let's stay with it yes they take three out of five i don't i don't i don't want to say that this team is good enough to make the playoffs and be like oh i don't know if they can beat cleveland (laughs) they can beat cleveland okay yeah they'll take three out of five three out of five and then they got baltimore at home so that's your week ahead for the double headers in cleveland uh historically very good for the twins yes yes 2019 miguel sano we're going to hear his name more as he gets closer to a return. And I'm sure Matt and I will talk about him as we always do, like on every time, every episode mm-hmm. we talk, Miguel Sano. Matt, thank you, sir. We'll talk again soon. Thank you for listening today, everybody. Like, subscribe, comment, follow Matt on Twitter at Matthew underscore B twins. Been doing this for a long time and we love having him. And I know people have asked me like, when's Matt coming on? Here's Matt. <laughs> Matt, thank you, sir. We'll talk soon. Absolutely. Love you, brother.